Job, you do it. There we go. It's time for the Everyman, where real man talks. Let's go. Time to grind, get inside your mind Yeah, we working overtime, that's the only way to climb We gon' make it in our prime, signing on the dotted line Cashing checks, left and right, that's the way I'm living life Hello, good evening and welcome to the Everyman Podcast Now tonight we have a very special guest We have Sophie Craig, who is a... I would describe you as an online social media personality. You'll probably describe yourself as a lovely person, which we'll find all about tonight, I'm sure. Um, Sophie, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm really good, thank you. It's. I feel, it feels like we've been speaking for a while, like pre-Christmas. I missed a message, which was really embarrassing, actually, because I, I went to message being like, yeah, you said you'd come on and... Then I realised I hadn't replied and I was like, oh no. I No, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> no, genuinely, it is, uh, it is lovely to have you on. Um, we're going to talk to you tonight about a whole different host of things um, from women's health, probably things like um, being a social media influencer, because that's something that I don't know how that sort of label feels to you. Um, but for us, so many young people... T- like nowadays they want to be famous or they want to be have huge followings and probably some of the the impacts that that has on um your own health and and your personal life and how that impacts you so lots of things to discuss tonight um but firstly before we get into it we 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 start every podcast with sort of two questions three questions you either have two serious one a little bit fun or two fun one a little bit serious you can choose Oh, okay, me. Yeah, um, yes, you can choose. Oh gosh, should we do one of each? Is that an option? Oh, we can do one of each if you want. Oh, well, we could do so, two, whatever you want. <laughs> okay, so so firstly, we'll start off with. So you do lots of comedy sketches, right? Like yes. that is a bit a big part of yours. So no pressure here. Are <laughs> you any good at jokes? No. So you don't. Have, you, you So so your whole thing is comedy sketches, and we don't have a joke. Okay. Um, no. D- Dean, I, I feel Dean would have a joke. Oh, I'm going to put him under you, pressure. You need to stop. This one, same one. You need to prep one. This sort of thing, so I can think of things. Um, oh. but on the putting, the being put on the spot, kind of think of any leg to hand, which is brilliant. So, so this is a great reason why I've teed this up. So on purpose, genuinely. So Christian, the whole point is for you now to show our listeners, um, who Sophie is. So could you show a little bit of a clip of? Some of Sophie's content because it is really funny. Uh, she's great at bringing really difficult situations in in, in everyday life uh, with a little bit of humour. And I'm saying that hoping Job just goes now. Hey, that is my bed frame up on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> knock knock. Hi. Is this still uh, available? Yes, yes, it, it is. Um, great. What are the measurements? Oh, I I wrote it in the description. Uh, everything's in there all the details are in there the measurements everything. will it fit in my bedroom uh, i don't know what what size is your bedroom <laughs> i mean yeah i guess so great to bed so <laughs> okay oh hello there i can collect this in an hour i'm actually not in in an hour i'm uh, i'm heading out but i am i am around this evening if, if no. you don't this evening. sorry hun i can only do it in an hour <laughs> Oh, really? Now, <laughs> Oh well, are you, are you still interested? Hun. 
Oh. <laughs> Hi, is, is this still um, available? Yes, yes, it is still available. Yeah, <laughs> see, um, my son can actually come and collect oh, it. Oh, great. In fact, what I'm, time? Actually, I'm actually deathly ill. I'm uh, I, I should sorry to hear that. It's okay, um, I am in hospital. Um, but I wanted to buy this bed for my mother, my dying mother. Um, but my, 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 my son can come and collect it. The thing is, I, I actually don't have a bank account. So do, do you have I'll just put my email down there for you. Just fire it over that way. Ah, this is awkward. Oh, I'm afraid I, oh, I can't make the payment. I, I just tried to, if you check your email, actually, it will tell you that you need a business account. What, well, what needs to happen is I'm actually required to send you $150 in order to expand your account to like a business account. And then, you know, if I could have your word and, and just trust that you will send yeah, that back to me. It sounds like a scam to me. No, <laughs> no, 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 it's not a scam. It's not a scam. My, my brother will come and collect it in his van because he is local and I am, I am your brother deathly or, ill. Or your son. And my mother <laughs> is dying. Um, but uh, actually I have proof of the receipt here i think you'll find of the 150 that i sent you yeah great spelling oh, hell this is ridiculous hi hun is this available for god's sake yes it's still available great i'll give you three pounds three pounds are you serious it's up for 300 oh okay okay i'll give you 10. no no thank you um i'm not going to accept it any lower than okay, 250. Okay. 25. <laughs> Final offer. Oh my god, everybody wants something for nothing on this bloody place. You sell the blanket. Sorry. <laughs> no. Oh, you tell me, I'll take you tell you, please. What? No, the TV is not for sale. You can't just wander into somebody's house and be like, I'll buy that. Oh, that's a shame. What about what about your underwear? Any used underwear? <laughs> what the What kind of sick Honest to God, what the hell you'd be in Sydney if you could. Can I? No! <laughs> Hello. Oh, great. You're back. Let me know what the measurements for this are, please. Will this fit in oh, my bed? Oh, God. Hi, dearest. Is this still available? If so, you're able to send the money via wire transfer. No. Nope. Get out. Please. <laughs> Hi, is this still available? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I think that's it. Hiya. Or is this just... If anybody... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Going on forever. Yeah, Job, I'm going to remove this one. Quality though, isn't it? Oh, wrong, Sophie. <laughs> that one. Let me put it back. Oh, God. Have we added Job back in? Job's out. Okay. So I think <laughs> this has been a very, very awkward start. I have to be honest. We have not been on the flow that we usually are. <laughs> Job was supposed to find like a 60 second clip. I felt like we just watched a movie. That, I, I was enjoying that though. I was like, this is yeah. going on for a very long time. <laughs> I, I've messaged I've messaged Job about five times, being like, Yeah, Job, that was good. We can move Thank on now. Good. <laughs> yeah, thanks. thanks, mate. Appreciate that. So yeah, I, I suppose the question would be, how did you get into that? How did you start doing sort of Facebook content? I know you're you can tell your story, but you you're an actress, you're a performer, and I presume that's a way of showcasing your brand and who you are, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I have been an actor for a very long time. A lot of people don't necessarily know that about me on online because I think obviously a lot of people think what I'm putting out online is real. I, was, I did a sketch before with a conversation with me and then I was playing the other part and they were like, get a life. 
who are you talking to like that? I'm like, it's me talking to me. So, um, yeah, I just don't, but yeah, that's, that's the internet's interesting. Um, so yeah, I started acting years ago and then put up a sketch with a friend of mine who was, um, doing some like things online and I jumped in one of her sketches. Um, and Mm -hmm. she was like, Oh, you're, she was like, you're really funny. We should do some stuff. So I was like, yeah, great. So we did one. It did really well. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll carry on. Like it might be like a little, it's like a good way to sort of showcase what I can do. And and I don't really know, like just as like, I used it to uh, the to kick doors down, if you will. Uh, as yep. a step up. And then um, BBC Three reached out for a series, series they were doing called Quickies. Um, so I went in and met them. And they were like, we like your stuff. Can you write and do some sketches for us? So I ended up doing eight sketches for them called Quickies. And it did really mm-hmm. well. Um, I got my friend involved in that as well. And then um, my friend Johanna. And then we, it, it did really, really, really well. It got like mm-hmm. 50 million views. It was like a, if women wow. Men, we were doing white van men drive like as and pretending we were white van men. And I seen one of them today. Actually, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. So that was the <laughs> first one that we did. It gets recycled every now and then. And then, um, yeah, and it did really well. So we did eight sketches off the back of that. And then from that, I started getting a bit of a following. And I was just like, oh god, okay, fine. Carried on for a little bit, and then I kind of stopped doing it. And then the pandemic came along, and um, I'd been writing and acting and everything, and obviously it all went really quiet. And I was just like. Mm. Okay, so I, I jumped back on it and was like, "Yeah, I just love making people laugh." It, it just—I've always been a bit of a clown, a class clown. <laughs> um, so jumped back on it in the pandemic, and then it really took off again. Um, and yeah, and, and I'm still here doing it, like alongside my writing and acting, and yeah, I love it. I really, I really enjoy it. Um, and uh, hopefully, people, other people like it. <laughs> so yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. I constantly find myself down a, a sort of a short hole of your content, actually. It's oh, really good. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lose so much time. but uh, James, I think you had a question. Yeah, I'll go for the serious question. I'd just like to apologise first because I'm, I'm having a bit of a coughing fit behind here. So I'm having to mute, mute it. So either if I'm coughing down the mic, tell me to mute me thing. Or if I'll I'm silent, I'll be unmuted. Uh, yeah, my serious question there with having like a big following on social media comes comes a lot of hate. Um, just the horrible people around on social media in general. How, how how do you find yourself dealing with that? Do you, do you thrive off it or do you just ignore it? Do you have a laugh at it? Do you know what I try to ignore it now? Um, mm. I actually I'll go on my 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 Facebook page, which is like the, the biggest platform. Um, and that is tends that tends to be where there is most mostly angry people and and I don't know people that just maybe need a hug, um, and uh, I it actually put it's put, it put me off going on and and talking with people. The majority of people are really really lovely, and I do try and chat to people where I can. And um, but yeah, there is the odd bit of hate, and um, every now and then, if I'm feeling a bit sassy, I'll reply um nine times out of ten it's just hilarious because it's like you are so wrong about like like literally the other one before it was um like if you bumped into your old school bully right and it was me talking to me as the bully and it was like someone wrote like grow up get a grip people change like piss off or whatever sorry can i swear (laughs) yeah Um, of course crack on 
And uh, I was like, I just I just replied with a laughing face, like, mate, you think this is real? Also, I wonder if you were the bully at school. Like, yeah, it's a bit yeah. triggering there, isn't it? Um, yeah. Or I did one of living with a man. That gets so... Oh, I love that one. <laughs> it's so but true. What people don't realise is I did two with living with a woman, two with living with a child, and I've done one on living with a man. And the anger that gets is um, crazy. But, I mean, you, you see it all over the place. I've seen it for years, like Mrs. Doubtfire, white chicks, like every stand-up comedian, like talking about stereotypes about their wives and their other halves and their partners. Like the last like century has been, you know, mm. a lot of comedy has been built around like, oh, all the women all doing this, that and the other. And it's like, you've got people, you go on TikToks, people wearing tights on their head, pretending to be women everywhere. It's bloody hilarious. But yeah. when I'm like, oh, hey, uh, protein shake, uh, do the doggy, or like, oh, I'm not going to do the cycling. <laughs> like, it's like, you hate men. It's like, no, I don't. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely bloody brilliant. But go and watch the two I did on women, and I rip, I rip into us a lot more. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think I, you find you find a lot of people online will just get mad at anything. Like you, you, you oh, can yeah. put the, like the nicest thing out there, and, and someone will be angry about it. Did you ever see that Ricky Gervais thing where he was like, he put a post, he put a post on uh, like a link for <laughs> a charity for saving mm. animals. Yeah. And then someone had com- commented and be like, "What about the kids in Africa?" How can you be right. hungry? I know you can't do right for doing wrong. I think somebody put up a post earlier. Um, I think a celebrity, I can't think who it was, but it was something about they'd lost somebody and they were grieving. And the comments were like, What about this? And it's just like, They're grieving. Oh my yeah. god, let them like yeah. there's more important things in the world. And it's like, Not to them right now. Like, it's um, yeah. so yeah, to go back to your question, I ignore it, I laugh it off. Um, if I do see it, I maybe I'm sometimes I'll reply like sometimes I'll be like, "Do you need a hug?" or like, "I'm really sorry, sending you loads of love. I hope your day gets better." Or like, and genuinely, I mean it. Or if I'm feeling a bit sassy and I've, I've had a bit of a crap day, and I'm like, that, the last thing I need to say was someone calling me an ugly like cow, and I'm like, "Oh, thank you, you." But do you know what I mean? Like, I just I get a bit sassy back sometimes, especially if they're insulting someone else. So, um, yeah. Nine times out of ten, I ignore because ignorance is bliss in that instance. Um, and the majority of people are really, really lovely. Um, I have yeah. to. Say, I have the, the. It's yeah. So I'm lucky in that sense because I know, I know it can be a lot worse. But I've had horrible, horrible things. Really, I won't get into it. But um, yeah, just. I awful. can imagine. Yeah, especially when yeah. my dad died, it was awful. So, yeah, it's. Yeah, um, hear that. Oh, it's it it, it but. I don't know. I mean, I was going to say it's part of it. It shouldn't be. It's not. No, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be, be at all. Understand so, why? Yeah. There was. We had. Um. We had someone who's a little bit of a smaller content creator than you on a few weeks ago, and she was talking about. Um. So she does. Um. Like miming of famous scenes and stuff. She's honestly brilliant. Yeah. And um, she was talking about some of the comments that that she gets and how it affects her sometimes, and because she reads all of the comments. Do you tend to read the comments or do you try to, I posted this content and that's that almost done. I'm happy to walk away from it now. I think where I've done it for quite a while now, mm-hmm. I've learned to kind of like separate it, if you will. Like it is so easy to go on there and there could be 
10 really positive comments and one really mm. horrible one. And I'm sure you've had someone say this to you before. You just focus on that nasty one. Um, I had one the other day and it was just, it was a woman and it really annoys me. Like I'm all about building everybody up, but it really annoys me when a, a woman comments on another woman's appearance. And it was just a lot of throwing up faces she sent. I can't remember what she said. She was like, I can't remember like you're disgusting or something like that, or your face is gross. I can't remember. And and that, cause I'd had a bit of a crap day, that upset me. Yeah. So I was, and, it, and it reminded me of like, oh, okay, that's why I don't sit and read all the comments anymore, right? Um, because yeah. you know, I feel like, oh, sugar, maybe I should be because so many people take the time to write really lovely things. And then and then every now and then, though, you see the one horrible thing and you're like, oh, gosh, no, I have, there has to be some sort of protection there for my mental health, for me, for my personal feelings. So, um, it depends what platform it's on. If it's Instagram and it's like not super, like it's not gone really like viral, I'll try and read every comment and try and reply to everybody. The same with if they message me, but I don't open my messages on Facebook at all anymore. It got, that is too much. It is too much on there. But I, I'll try and read the comments. I'll sit and make a bit of time for it, but not religiously because sometimes I just need to protect my own like whew, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Luke gone. I feel like Lewis is fro frozen, frozen. <laughs> He's uh, just sad. Still, <laughs> Job's just asked us to mention everyone who's sending the love in for you in in the comments, which we do appreciate. I think we've had quite oh. a lot of interaction already in the first twenty minutes. I haven't seen I haven't seen this much interaction in the full episode, never mind the first twenty minutes. So, <laughs> yeah, really appreciate all the comments coming right, in. He's loving it as well. There was so much chaos in that first 20 minutes. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's one of them oh, things though with online, isn't it? Like everyone um, just loves to hate people, love, loves to find a reason to to hate. And especially when they're unhappy in sort of their lives, they get a little bit of a kick out of um, kicking someone else, don't they, you know? Yeah, I think that's what it is. I mean, you know, you don't know, like just the same as like they don't know who I am behind these sketches, that whether they think they're real or not, or whether they think that's a, a representation of my mind, which nine times out of 10, it isn't. Um, I don't know what's going on in their lives for them to be behaving that way. You know what I mean? Like, why have they felt the need to come out of their way to write something so negative on somebody they've never met's <laughs> page? And um, like, if you don't like something, you just scroll past, don't you? Like, I mean, I would, I mean, but, Someone must be feeling a certain way for them to write that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah, probably yeah. Hug. <laughs> and they'd, 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 I mean, like, the worst person in the world to give them a hug would be me if they were writing horrible things. <laughs> Hi! They'd be like, it's off. Kill them with kindness, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what. I feel like a lot, a lot, like a lot of the trolls that you see online, you know, the, the accounts that are dedicated to just abusing other people. I'm yeah. sure they don't even believe half the things that they're saying. I think they just say it to to get in the to get a wind up, yeah, yeah. And just just yeah. to wind wind people people up because some of the things yeah. comments you see are just ridiculous. I How know, can you be I offended know. by half the things? Like as you say, just scroll past it. It's not hard. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, if it's not your cup of tea, that's absolutely fine. You don't need to tell someone that you hate them and they're an ugly cow. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like crack on, just go on with your day. Yeah. Go, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it, if you wouldn't say it to somebody in the street, why are you doing it online? Uh, it just baffles but me. But then who would? Like you just would never walk up to someone no. in the street and go, 
by the way, I don't know who you are. You look like you're having fun doing what you're doing, but I think you're an ugly cow. Like, yeah. oh, okay, thank you. Um, just like, not really sure what yeah. to say to that. Cool. Just, I hear you. Like, okay, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> if you had felt that, then Bloody on hell. with your day. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, it's, it, it, it's. I hope it it changes, but I think the yeah. best thing you can just learn to do, I think, is um, just not like find a way you don't have to sit and read all the comments because if you do sometimes it 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 can it can really hurt you and i think there is a sense of entitlement like if people think oh well they they're online or they're they're an actor or they're a comedian or they're a tiktok yeah. person um maybe sound really old tiktok person um, <laughs> yeah that's literally how we sound when we say it as well don't worry. they think i think people have feel like they have a sense of entitlement to be able to, to say, well, it's like you, well, you're putting your stuff online, so I'm allowed to have an opinion. It's like, well, yes, of course you're allowed to have an opinion, but yeah. you don't need to be. Everyone's allowed an opinion, but I'm not going to go into like Marks and Spencers and be like, I hate your coffee. Like it just, <laughs> it's so odd. It's so. I really odd. want to see you do a sketch of that, though. To be fair, just for that <laughs> moment where everyone yeah, like, goes, coffee. By the way, I don't know where that came from, but for example, do you know what I mean? Um, like if yeah. If people were as mean in real life as they are online, just a good little mm -hmm. sketch for you there. Uh, yeah, um, I did one a little while ago yeah. um, on that, I think. Um, maybe I should do a new one. <laughs> <laughs> that Dean watches. <laughs> I've watched so a fair good. few today when I was at work. So, like, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Busy, I'm busy day. <laughs> busy so, so, a question on the back of that. You were touching on about how you have to avoid them for your own mental health. Generally, how do you look after your mental health? Like, what do you do? We all have things, and I'm going to talk to let you think about this because I know it's quite an awkward question. Like, I exercise. I, I sometimes read. I get out. I spend time with Dean, which always makes me feel great about myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> no bite there. So, yeah, I generally do, like, the, the normal things. You know what it's like? If you go out, you were saying earlier that you don't really drink too much, but if I go out and drink too much or I eat too much shitty food, I feel like crap so it's just doing the healthy things to, to make me feel better yeah um i i love working out um so i try and get up and i go to like i go to the gym um i like weightlifting you know um i try and eat really healthily um i've had quite bad anxiety my whole life um mm -hmm. in my 20s in my early 20s it was like crippling um and certainly actually even in my mid-20s like i like awful horrific um and i react very physically to um anxiety like i my body knows i'm anxious before i do does that make sense so like i get yeah. crippling stomach pain headaches like i cracked my teeth grinding them like um very fidgety um but i was recently about 18 months ago diagnosed with adhd and that made so much more sense to me and I've been misdiagnosed with uh, general anxiety disorder my whole life. Um, I had an eating disorder in my teens, but even ADHD links right the way back to to that as well. And like, I have really bad self-esteem issues. And once I, I mean, I'd managed it to a certain extent, obviously, but once I knew how my brain worked, oh, my little light's gone off. Once I knew how my brain worked, um, being able to, have the tools to go right well if I have a high protein meal in the morning that's going to help my ADHD and um 
if I have like if I go to the gym in the morning, that's going to set me up and release the endorphins because ADHD is a dopamine deficiency. It's not necessarily and it's def it's very different for women than what it is for men. Um, like I will, you know, internalize a lot of my hyperactivity um, or I will, you know, catastrophize a lot of things. I get quite bad rejection sensitivity, but knowing how to handle it when I thought I was having a panic attack, panic attack or overwhelming. Um, or feeling really anxious. And these these yeah. panic attacks can last for like a short amount of time. Or I'll have an anxiety attack that can last for weeks. Um, um, but when I le learned that it's not necessarily anxiety, it's overwhelm and mm. burnout, because I cannot yeah. stop. Um, I get this crippling sense of guilt if I even put the telly on. Um, when I learned what that was and what the triggers were, they've definitely lessened and being able to sort of like manage that more has really helped. So for me, it was getting a diagnosis, going to the gym, eating healthily and uh, starting to say like no to things. Stop like yeah. I'm not, not people pleasing as much because I was a massive people pleaser and I've held myself back because of it. Definitely. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, those are the things for me. <laughs> Wow. So I suppose that's quite a, a revelation. So me and Dean are going through that process oh, of awesome. understanding if we have ADHD. Yeah. So I can definitely recognize some of the things that you said there. And it, it's more the fact that my brain just doesn't switch off. No. Like I go to bed and I like hyperthink. Yeah. I, I don't know if you ever get it if where you, sometimes you go into bed and um, my brain will like literally keep me up for two or three hours thinking about stuff. That mm. is the most useless things in the world, but it just goes down like rabbit holes of like, oh my god! I then become obsessed with a thought, and I have to just almost like think it out. Um, yeah. I I don't think social media helps with that for me, so I deleted Instagram because I ended up just finding myself like just scrolling, 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 scrolling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and since doing the podcast, I've had to come back on some forms of social media, otherwise. We're doing a podcast in a room when no one knows what it is. So yeah, yeah it's one of those where we had to, like, I've, I felt like I've had to um, get back on social media. But I've, I've, I've been very concerned around how my brain, like, reels, shorts, it's just a trigger constantly because it's that dopamine mm -hmm. hit of, like, oh, what's, I want the next bit, I want the next bit, I want the next bit constantly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So has that ever been an issue for you? Um, I guess to a certain extent. So what, like, I'm... I'm not, this sounds so ironic and I don't want it to yeah. sound like ungrateful. I am not the biggest fan of social media. Like, yeah, when I, so when I, when I say it happened by accident, I, it did, it happened by accident. I jumped in somebody's sketch and then I was, and then I got to do the BBC three stuff and was like, great, well, this is what I want to do. I'm an actor, I'm a writer. Um, yeah. And then I've continued to do it because, you know, I was working four part-time jobs at the time. I, you know, I was being a princess. I was, like a weekend, like, you know, the princess parties, that was me. I thought you just meant as your personality <laughs> there. I was like, you sound like my wife, yeah, she's a princess like, all the time as well. <laughs> I was being, I was doing princess parties, I was waitressing, I was doing bar work, I was doing shift work, like, so, and then social media, what it's allowed me to do is, it has certainly opened some doors, maybe closed some, but mm -hmm. equally it's allowed me to be able to, step back from those jobs and that's been able to become my income and I'm really 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 grateful for it but I would love to be able to set it up as a platform to for other women other really funny women eventually 
um and for them it to be a platform to put them on because like i've shifted my page over on instagram to she's not funny and the mm -hmm. earl of my facebook is she's not funny and i want to set up comedy nights and and you know and Love be able that. to utilize it that way and create more of an ip as opposed to me just being on it you know because i really want to focus on my writing and my acting that's my, my first love and um yeah. social media is just something that's come along with it so i'm not a massive fan of social media so i never really dived into it and also i read that if it's one of the first things you do in the morning especially if you have an adhd brain you're getting that dopamine fix first thing in the morning from that so you're going to go back to it all day mm, and also yeah. it's procrastination right um yeah I, I often get stuck in it when i'm procrastinating when there's something else i need to be doing i'll mm -hmm. doom scroll i call it doom scrolling yeah and then um I was, and then I'm like, oh my God, I'm procrastinating. So I've set limits on all my social media for 15 minutes a day for social media. And then if wow. I, yeah, oh, uh, on each platform. So maybe it's like 30, 35 minutes in total. And if I go over that, then I, I, I'm, I'm aware of it. I might go over it, but I'm aware that I've gone over it. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah little things like that have, have helped me. That's very impressive. That is, that's a really impressive way of doing it. Just almost holding yourself accountable to, yeah. That, I that try. Sort of standard. <laughs> yeah. I try. We're not we're not perfect. <laughs> I definitely yeah. do scroll till two AM on TikTok sometimes. Yeah. But I mean we all do yeah. it, but I'm aware yeah. of it. So yeah. 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 Sometimes I'm scrolling and then it's two hours later before yeah. I even realise, never mind 35 minutes. So 15 minutes after it again. I know, I know. It's bad, especially when you've got something to do, like and all it is is to send an email, but you're like, oh no, I can't no, I can't do that. I can't do that. Yeah. Sorry, my doorbell's just gone. Bear with me. That's okay. That's Sorry. absolutely fine. Go <laughs> James is going next. But it's really interesting, genuinely, about the I whole ADHD. We, we, we can't just stop a podcast, by the way, guys. We have to keep talking. What do you think yeah. happens when you disappear? We'll just go silent. We'll just sit there for like uh, 10 minutes waiting for something to happen. I know. Because you didn't send it, the it questions feel, again. So I was like... It does feel like a sh struggle, though, doesn't it, Dean? You were like, oh, <laughs> shit. We just rely on Lewis. <laughs> we, we all just went silent for like 30 seconds. And then we were like, yeah, we think Lewis is gone again. And then luckily, <laughs> James saved the day. Oh gosh, God. sorry. It was my neighbour. She keeps trying to ring me, and then she was just at the door. Then I was like, "Sorry." I was like, "Was, was it a parcel?" I don't know. She's them. Um, she's like, "Give me a call in a bit." I was like, "Okay." Jobs, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But um, yeah, I was just but... gonna t take it back to the anxiety part, uh, if you don't mind. So yeah, a lot of people who, who were suffering with, with anxiety. Like they probably couldn't think of anything worse than to put themselves out onto social media mm. for everyone to see. Like they just want to or kind be of an keep actress. To, to themselves. Or, or be an actress, anything anything yeah. really in the public eye. But they, they might obviously have a passion for it. So like, have you got any sort of advice you would, you would give to, to get through that? Because I guess posting the first video is probably the hardest part. Yeah. Um, but but once, once you, how did you get over that originally? A good kick up the bum from a friend, <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely, because um, she was like jumping my. She was actually I was driving her van. I had a job as a production assistant, and she was the um, the, the talent for uh, a Doritos commercial. And I was driving the van. I was the van driver for all the cast and crew. So, um, and was I it got a white van? It was a big white van. Yeah, that was where the. <laughs> Were you actually a white van man in real life? <laughs> well, it was a posh white van. Like it had it had nice oh, tables in it. Yeah, so okay. classic. Um so I, I was very I, I wolf whistled like with my fingers, do you know what I mean? And like 
I had a long sleeve high vis on. Um, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, she was like, you need to jump in a sketch. And seeing her do it was like, okay, and doing it and just taking that plunge. But I'd held myself back for so many years doing it anyway. But I think for me, because I've always wanted to act, for me, when I don't get me wrong, before I get on stage, I'm like OCD. I'm like, I've got a little thing, a little ritual that I do. I'm dead, like nervous. I feel sick. I'm like, I'm going to throw up. I have to have some ready salted crisps to stop me feeling nauseous. But then the minute I get on stage, mm -hmm. I'm not me. And I love that. And that is, I, I, I guess, a protection thing. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is. The, being able to express myself in that way, although it's not myself. I don't know. I've always been better at that but it is just, it's like ripping a plaster off. It's like, you've got to do it. You can't hold yourself back. I did help. I've held myself back so many times. Oh, people pleased and at the expense of me so mm -hmm. many times. Like, and um, yeah, I mean, I mean, even I did a film. Um, uh, I did a film a couple of years ago and I had a really bad period of anxiety. I think it had only been like a year after my dad had passed away. And um, it was the first time back on set after like the pandemic. And I was so unwell, like I couldn't sleep. And when I, like I said, it gets really physical when I get anxiety and it lasts for quite a long time. So I was mm -hmm. shaking, like shaking for like days. Um, like I'm feeling really unwell, wasn't sleeping. Like um, there was an amazing AD on it. And he, he ran and got me like some CBD oil. Um, you know, stuff to help me sleep, and that really helped. But talk, I used to, I, I was embarrassed, and mm. then the first time I went up to him and I said, "I'm, I'm not well. I'm really struggling," and he was like, "Oh my god, what?" And the minute I told him, because I'm always like, "No, I'm happy. I'm fine. I'm fine," and put on a big front and mm. everything, I just went, and it felt better. And I slept that night for the first time in three days. Wow. But equally, the minute the camera was rolling. I was fine. I just was like, I got on it. I did my thing. And then I sat with like a hot water bottle shaking. Like I just, I, I, I get really unwell with it. And thank God, touch wood, it's not happened for a while. Unless I'm really, mm -hmm. really, really tired. When I don't sleep, my anxiety spikes. It's very hormonal and chemical for me, I've realized. As well mm -hmm. as um, timelines. Like I said, my body knows before I am stressed. Mm -hmm. So like for me, a little, there was quite a bit of trauma when my dad was ill and around certain times of the year without me even registering it, my body gets like serious stomach pain and I start shivering and I'm like, what's wrong? Well, I'm, I'm feeling, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, time of year. It's like, it's a weird, it's all chemical for me, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, rip that bandaid off. If you've ever got any anxiety about something that you love, the only thing stopping you, if the only thing stopping you is that, then you've just got to take the plunge and I promise it's worth it. Like it is so worth it and then you just keep going and then you just keep going and you wake up the next day and you choose to be do it again and then you wake up the next day and you choose to do it again and then eventually it becomes a habit and suddenly it's just part of your life and you, you, you're doing it you know and you probably will have anxiety along the way but you'll have to you'll figure out ways to deal with it new ways to deal with it with the life that you're trying to build for yourself and that you want to build for yourself so yeah yeah that's no, I, th I think that's a great answer. I suppose. No, I suppose what where I probably thought was that you were going to say it was the acting was almost a way of coping with it because you could yeah. be someone else. Like that ability to put yourself in a different perspective, 
Um, so have you found, so for example, the pandemic was really hard for all of us. It was, especially people, like I would describe myself as like an introverted extrovert. Like I love my own company. I love my own space, but I can be loud, brash, but that's not me. That's me being a version of me to get over that little bit of nerves, anxiety, as you say, that little bit of worry. I can just turn it on a little bit. Um, so did you find, so you're saying coming back from the pandemic, there was, there was those sort of challenges, but but now you're probably, well, hopefully in a good bit of rhythm where you're acting a little bit more than you were around that time. Has it helped your anxiety? Yeah, I think so. So I, last year was really lucky. I mean, look, I, I like the word luck, but I think luck is when opportunity meets preparation. I like hard work meets preparation. So I think you make your own look. But yeah. I am um, last year, I was very lucky that the play that I wrote was really well received. And I did it in London and it sold out for it had it five nights previews. And then I went to Edinburgh Fringe and we sold out and we were there the whole month. And it's transferring wow. to London this year, hopefully, if uh, all the funding goes through. Um, and being able to do that every day. And that play was written or inspired by. Um, personal stuff um mm -hmm. and that was sad it, it like it's a sad play it's funny but it's it's sad and um it was really cathartic actually sort of like writing it doing it because I think sometimes I'm so I I, I don't cry very often a lot of my friends say to me like when I do cry they're like oh thank god you've cried thank god because I can just I'll just shut down like I'll just shut down emotionally and be like yeah I'm fine and I'm not, yeah. you know, so mm. I'm learning to do with that better. But I think in being able to like be on stage and do it, actually, it's been really quite cathartic. And um, I'm not like, I'm not saying get on stage and that's the only way you can deal with things. But for me, uh, it definitely helps for sure. And, and or like making comedy. Um, I, I love making comedy. I love making people laugh. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the, the opposite to sad is happy. But laughter is a tool that can help you get back to happiness. So you never be afraid to laugh when you're sad. Um, yeah. So even when my dad had died, like, or even as he was in the hospice, like I was still making sketches and stuff because it was my release, I think. So mm. I think I think any kind of art is really good for anxiety, whether that's painting or dancing or singing in your living room, like, or making silly sketches or acting. I, I think I think we've all got to do it. In some capacity, some way, shape, or form. You don't have to go to Edinburgh. <laughs> you don't have to go to Edinburgh, and you don't have to write a play. You don't no. have to star in the play. You don't have to do any of that. But I, I think the the lesson from that really is actually to talk. So when you were saying you just you talked to that person on set who went and helped you with getting some things to yeah. sort of get you through it, that that's the biggest thing. Like we oh we God. like we started a podcast surprisingly not because we're all perfect and we'll all have lived these perfect happy lives we've started a sort of a mental health podcast because we've all either fucked up had fuck ups been fucked over or whatever that might be where you have to have this element of a release to talk about some of the struggles um to then feel so much better um and i think what this has given me and even you talking about it, it it's made me think okay this is we've definitely done the right thing by getting up and talking about it and if i encourage any listeners it's if you are struggling with something actually talk like get out there even just saying it out loud reduces the fear of what it is because i think that's what a lot of mental health or 
what anxiety, struggle, stress is, is when you you almost make the situation worse in your head because you can't yeah. comprehend truly what the situation is, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, so what we want to do now, we're going to talk about a few stats um, and we're going to get your thoughts on them. They are around mental health or women's health. So mm-hmm. one of the big ones for me is, so we are all aware that there's a there's, there's a stat that goes around uh, men are way more likely to commit suicide than women. And knowing women, um, that doesn't feel like a stat that truly reflects what society is or, or, or how it truly functions. So there's actually this stat that is 72% of those in suicide counselling are girls. So what I what I've learned from that stat is women are probably better at talking about it than men are. Oh, men, yeah. Men, we don't talk about it. So you described yeah. with your friends, they they almost celebrate you crying because you're showing some emotion. Um, where with us, it's we probably don't talk about it until it's maybe too far down the line or to the point of we're going to break. So. Mm-hmm. When you hear that thought, that that's that that seventy six percent of women in counselling, uh, suicide counselling are are women. Like, how does that make you feel? Um, I think I think it is it, it's encouraging, definitely. But it's it's um, there needs to be more men. Talk, there needs to be more men in 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 that uh, percentage for sure. Like, I do think. I mean, like you know, I've I've been with my my partner for a long time, and just him talking to his friends is like it's so rare like if anything happened I've I've had to train myself to be like oh I've got a problem and I'll talk to my girlfriends because I really don't I'm, I'm bad at that but they're really good at it and they're good at checking in they do, I think just naturally women tend to be a little bit more aware of like what their girlfriends are going through this that, and the other or men will very they'll just be like you're right mate yeah should we get a drink yeah you're, you're right yeah drink. you're good yeah, fine. yeah it's sound um and actually they need to talk more so, like, I literally said it to my other, like, my, my partner the other day. Like, I was like, just, go, just text them and say, I feel a bit crap. Like, and yeah. start that conversation. Like, it's not a bad thing to do that. And you'll be surprised at how they react because they're probably feeling a bit crap as well. And, like, I think, I don't know, it's a very old social concept and it's and I, and I know there's some work being done and there is a movement and men are being told to talk more and you know this whole toxic masculinity yeah. thing, you know um but there's still a long 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 way to go in that particular area for sure for sure and like yeah yeah I mean yeah I think yeah just... no I think I think you're absolutely right and so so James Dean I'll bring you guys into this we've spoke about this multiple times why why do you guys think that men don't speak up as men. Do you want to go, James? Yeah. Uh, we well, don't think James, our or... mates want, want to there? hear it. Can you hear me? Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it again, mate. Am I back? Am I back? Um, yeah. yeah, so I, I just think we, we don't want to... A lot of the time, you don't want to burden someone with, with your problems. And it, it, even mm-hmm. even though you know that the people you're going to talk to about it, or you would talk to about it, would listen and and be really supportive, it, it's it's hard really because I feel like I've got a a close group of people 
to talk to. Um, but there has been things where like I won't even want to talk to India about it. That's my wife, by the way. Um, but like, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll always eventually open up, and it's always like it work. It turns out better than I thought it would in my head. If you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I just think we, we overthink it a lot. Like what might actually happen, or like the the worst things that could happen. Be like mm-hmm. maybe being rejected or being told or grow up or something like that. You know. But it, you ne- you don't really get that, you know. It is all usually positive. I think we mm-hmm. we always seem to overthink it a bit too much, um, mm-hmm. and when it does come out, you, you do feel a lot better for it. Yeah. It's just plucking up the courage, I think, to to come forward. And yeah, and yeah, as I say, you always do feel better after it. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. It, linking back to what Dean said about, like, um, or the question Dean said about, like, making, I think it was Dean, about if you've got anxiety, how do you overcome that? I might have been yourself, actually. Like, how do you overcome that? And it is just ripping a plaster off and going, actually, no, this is the life I want. I want to create this for myself. And, you know, nothing good ever happened from standing still. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you've got to be able to make a step and go, yeah, I'm feeling crap. Let's deal with it. Let's talk about it. And, you know, it'll either make you go, oh, God, they're good mates. Oh, wow, they're shite. Maybe I should find some new ones, you know. <laughs> and and but ultimately, it's a moment's pain for a lifetime's pleasure. It's that kind of thing. Like, it's just ripping that Band-Aid off, going, look, I feel a bit mm-hmm. rubbish. This is how I'm feeling. And you'll probably be really surprised at how, at what, how that's met. And it'll probably open up a big can of, like, worms. And, and it'll probably, like, give permission for other members of like the boy group to go oh sh- great I can talk about how I'm feeling now as well like it's really it's a really positive step and I, like I think yeah there's this weird pressure on you to feel like you've got to have it together all the time and you know you can't show weakness and you can't say this and you can't yeah. say that oh, lads will rip into me they might but equally like it's if if they can offer you a shoulder or, or at least give you that like provide a space for you to be able to just say how yeah. you're feeling, then that's really positive. Um, and if they're not, then yeah, next round's on them. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think I think the real difference for us is, <clears throat> as blokes, there is a real culture of we never open up. We rip each, as you say, we rip each other every opportunity. We have we're in football chats, we're in boys chats, whatever. And anything serious, you are just getting your life had. Uh, it's like, oh lads, I'm struggling. Literally, they will use that to wind you up, even though they are your friends and one on one. So we've got me and Dean talk about this all the time. <clears throat> we have multiple times where we'll go for a walk by ourselves and or we'll go for a run and like we'll open up, we'll have a, a good laugh. Maybe not with serious stuff, but at any opportunity in normal just lads chat, we will try and have each other's life rip each other. And we run a, a podcast on mental health. So yeah. and we and it's only because we've had these level this level of conversation where we know we can open up to each other but i think part of part of men is or part of the the culture of men not speaking is because we never feel safe to be vulnerable because you will just get ripped about it where i think women are brilliant at opening up about that generally not gonna say all women are amazing at it but generally women are way better at opening up their emotions and there's so many lessons that we as men can learn from that um, yeah. So if you look at your your friends group of girls or, or women, I'd like to say that you guys probably have really good, honest, emotional conversations. Oh, all the time. Yeah. 
Yeah, all the we time. We don't. We yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah, and that's a problem. It is. It's a problem. But also, like, like to go. Like, I'm a bit of a science nerd. I was going to go med school. Like, all this sort of stuff fascinates me. But mm -hmm. like, biologically, like, we're able to do that because that's you know, like, women, like, like you know, I think women shouldn't you know don't be like whatever do whatever you want to do but like because they're the ones that give birth and 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 on all that sort of stuff naturally that they have that anyway they, it's in them to yeah. talk and it's a caregiving role right like our hormones mm -hmm. are linked to everything like the minute that a child comes along or whatever like our cycles etc um mm -hmm. so you know it is it is naturally harder i think sometimes for a, a like for a man to be able to do that and also i think society the way that society is framed everything is yeah it, we've got to undo it you know in the same way that there's a problem with like the gender pay gap and the way women are treated we've got to be able to undo this toxic masculinity as well like and just all yeah. meet in the middle somewhere and you know that's it, it's um yeah i think yeah just need to i think just try talking a bit more and and you know what i think if the guys that rip into you when you've tried to open up it says more about them and their mental state than it does yours. Yeah. I'll probably go away and go, oh, shit, shouldn't have said that. And that'll be on their mind. And they'll go, oh, no, maybe, like, oh, okay, maybe I need to talk. And, you know, maybe I do need to provide that space for them. And, yeah, and the more you do it, the more it'll become natural. And you'll get it. And you'll still rip into each other. But you'll know there's a safe space for you to be vulnerable as well. But also have a bit of banter and a bit of a laugh about it. Because, like I said, laughing is a tool to make you happy so yeah, yeah. have you seen the uh, talking of trolls we've got we've got a lovely i know example there of uh from from b there you go that's the perfect yeah. example hello b it's lovely to have you listening to us tonight um you're probably us still in our single digit of trolls it's very weird someone trolling a, a podcast about mental health and the irony yeah that, the I real just think, irony i was thinking maybe they don't realize it's a mental health podcast and that's what we're no, talking about because they're coming it. on and yeah. complaining about we're talking about mental health when this, this is, is what it. we do this is it this is the same people that come on and comment on your comedy sketches and they're like i hate this and it's like read what it's about <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But there go, and, but and it's live. It's live as well. This is the closest you'll come to being face to face with a troll. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. I mean, you know, like you said, you're in, you're allowed your opinion doesn't mean you're entitled to it uh, publicly. But here we are. This is it. Yeah. And there's my mum fighting with corner for her. <laughs> no. Well, do you know what? Shout like, to Jane. Shout to Jane. But yeah, no, perfect example there. Perfect example of everything that's wrong with the internet. So, so thank so, you. I suppose, so, so in everything you do, is there always a troll? Is every post you have, is there always some sort of negative comment? Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. A lot of the time, no. But, prob I mean, maybe, probably somewhere. Somewhere, like, I'm sure. Yeah. But that, it's, it, I, it's absolutely no skin off my teeth. Like, you know, unless you're, like having no it's not it, it says more about that person than it does anyone else doesn't it so yeah, no i agree i hope uh, I suppose, <laughs> i'm sure she'll be fine maybe she's not listening anymore which probably wouldn't be the end of the world um but one of um what one of the things you said earlier was you struggle with rejection now again when you say you potentially struggle with rejection and anxiety it's 
it's even more impressive what you then actually do. So being an actress and a writer, I imagine there's lots of things you've written that have been rejected, lots of things you've auditioned for and been rejected. Oh my how God. do you deal? So how do you deal with that? And like, like what what's your process? Because I'm going to be honest, I really struggle with rejection generally. Like if I if I actually commit to doing something, and I actually put effort into it. I probably wouldn't submit it unless I thought it was really good. Or I probably wouldn't audition unless I thought I was good. I'd like to think you're the same. You're not going to do it just for the sake of it. So if you put your heart and soul into something and it's rejected, like how does that make you feel? And then what do you do after that? Yeah, When I was first starting out, I used mm-hmm. to get, it used to, again, the industry is changing now, thank goodness. But I had some awful, awful experiences. Mm-hmm. Um and there was some feet like you used to they used to get people being like you're too you're overweight or your skin's hot because I struggle with my skin sometimes I used to certainly a lot in my um early 20s um you know like your skin's bad like this that and the other or like you need to change your accent and yeah and it was a lot more personal but you so I think from that you tend to grow thick skin you know what you're getting into you know you know what you're getting into with the industry so mm. now I think of rejection as redirection and mm. another opportunity to showcase my work. Um, I think of it as like, if I get an audition, I think of it as like a little job and it's like the chance to do a little acting job. Um, yeah. And, you know, maybe I might not be right for this part, but maybe the casting directors will keep me in mind for another one, right? Because um, mm. a lot of the time you're not called in unless they think you're right. And unless you are make an absolute pig's ear of it nine times out of ten you you know no it's sound it's it's okay it just wasn't you know meant to be maybe whatever but Mm -hmm. it is a very difficult part and like oh my goodness I've because I left my agent actually in the middle of the strikes going on which was going on um bit of a the strikes that are going on now so that they've just finished all the actors' strikes and everything. Um, so I left my agent, which was a bit of a rogue move, right in the middle of it because nobody was going to take anyone on. And oh my god, the amount of emails I've sent that got ignored, that got rejections, like, and that I can't deny that didn't that did have a big effect on my mental health. Um, because I was getting to the point like I'm a bit, I'm very like I'm a dog with a bone. If I want something, I'm like I'm going to keep going till I get it. But Mm-hmm. Now, whereas it used to be before, it's like, I'm not good enough. Like, what's wrong with me? Now it's more of a, okay, well, I'm just going to have to show you what Ooh. I mean, aren't I? Um, I see there. Yeah. Like, and so, but that's taken years of conditioning of like crying yeah. and being upset. And, and I, I, like, there's so many, like, four or five times a year, I'm like, I'm quitting. I'm stopping everything. I'm not doing it. I just want to go and work with animals. Like, that's my fit. That's, <laughs> I love them. That's what I want to do. Um, Because it does get a lot. Um, But you just kind of, you have to try and change your mind frame and think of rejection as redirection. Mm. And um, it is just part of it. Think of it more as like a, an opportunity to, to show what you can do and that it's not a no, it's just a not yet. And that's kind of yeah. how I'm trying to see it. <laughs> no, I think, I think it's a really good way of looking at it. And I think as long as you go through life and accept that a failure is only a failure if you quit, if you yeah. learn from it, it's a it's a lesson, and yeah. every lesson to learn is an opportunity, and every opportunity we're we're all desperate for them. And the, I sound wise there for a second. Wise, very wise. Where did you hear that? Uh, very, very wise for a second. Which podcast did you uh, get that from? 
<laughs> uh, I, I can 100% promise you, I just ad-libbed that. I'm going to find that. Bounce, just boom, I'm going to find boom, it. Boom, boom, boom. I know, honestly. I want to thank my mum, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those. Uh, Dean, I, I'm going to ask you a question. So you had a little bit of rejection this week. and You don't have to say what it is. And you're going to think, what the hell did I get rejection from? I'm going to remind you something close. No, I know what it was. I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, of how do you... How do you deal with rejection? Um, my mom's just always like, what's meant to be is meant to be. And it's just massive. And that's pretty much, there's my mom there. watches saying, one, one door shuts, something else can happen. So it was a job that I was wanting to apply for. And it's a little bit my own fault. I'd seen the job application a couple of weeks ago and I read it, but it, I didn't read it as it was for me. I thought it was to be the manager of that job. And I thought, oh, well, I'll never get that. So I didn't apply. And then when I went back and read it again, I, I guess I just read it different, differently. And then I went to apply and we dropped a couple of messages to the people that were sort of doing the recruiting to see if we get some time just to speak to them and things like that. Um, hopefully, like, leave a go get a good impression in first first hand. Um, but then by the time I messaged, they messaged to say that the job had closed. So um, it is what it is. What, what can you do? I can't. I kind of dwell over it. There's nothing I can do now about it. So I just sent the next best message to them to say that, look, if anything changes, let me know. Um, and then literally forgot about it. And to be honest, until you mentioned it there, uh, even though I did really want the job, by the way, this sounds like I wasn't really bothered, but it's just like, for me, if, if I can't do... What I sent you this, at the start of this year, Lewis, now I'm, a, I'm about like control the controllables, do what I can do. Um, and not worry about the things that, that I can't do anymore. Because um, I, I used to give a lot of time to that stuff and I'd think about it for ages. And then, you know, eventually I was thinking, well, I, I can't do anything about it. So I think that's a, a, a massive one for me now. Yeah, yeah. Just affecting sure. what you can. Yeah, like I, I, I seen a thing once and it, it said something along the lines of, um, if, you've got a, if you've got something that you're worrying about, write down all the things that you can do about it and all the things you can't do about it. And then do the things you can and all the stuff that you can't do about it. Just try and forget about it. I know that's easier said than done in a lot of cases. Um, mm -hmm. But it's something that really helped me over, over the past few years. Makes it a lot easier to forget about things. Yeah. And what, what, what do you do when, like, something is a bit rubbish? Like, I'll go, like, have a bath. I'll go and have a rant on a dog walk with my friend and then eat some chocolate. And then I'm like, right, crack on, new day. Mine normally is like food. Like I love, I love to eat bad food. I think as as with all all of us, don't we? But I can let my food habits spiral out of control. If I've talked about many times on this podcast, so um, yeah. It's... I feel like you should tell Sophie some of that actually, because I think there's there's some big achievements in what you've done. Yeah, we've lost lost a lot of lot of weight from because I just love eating food. Like even right now, like I could get fat as anything. Like in just be happy about it so well, you've just been for a run haven't you yeah yeah well that, that's yeah amazing. That, i'm trying to lose my christmas weight now though oh my god i know I, feel, I literally today i was just like i put on a pair of like what did i put on i think it was a bra and i was like <laughs> that's a bit tight i was like I, i'm i'm still in a little bit in christmas mode i need to stop it was my birthday as well at the weekend and i've just eaten so much cake <laughs> so yeah. i think um, i might need one again soon if i don't uh, reel in this christmas weight so <laughs> <laughs> no but it, yeah, it's good like I, I give myself a bit of perspective because you know last 
I got a December and I just finished this challenge that I was doing 75 days and um, it got a December and I was like, no, I have to be on it for three weeks over Christmas and that. And then I thought to myself, you know what, like I've been pretty much on a diet, like probably 10 months of the year. And I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to enjoy it. So I enjoyed Christmas. I probably put on a stone over the full month. And then like I looked and based on last year, I'm like, 10 kilos down on what I was so I've just see that as a win and if I can well, get if I can do the same next year and be five kilos down or something I'll, I'll be buzzing with it so I, I used to really focus on them short wins try and lose as much weight as quick as possible but now I'm thinking what well, a day. people overestimate the the work they can do in a, in six weeks but they underestimate what they can do in six months um and I, that's for massive for me now is in falling in love with the process rather than the goal yeah. You're in it for the long game. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's it. That's amazing. Well done. Congratulations. And and I will never run without Dean. Like honestly, I love <laughs> running, but yeah. if, if I if I don't run with someone, like I I am terrible. I'm really bad. I, I just can't motivate myself. I'm so bad at it. Yeah. Like no. I, any excuse to play football, I'll play football every day of the week happily because then that's doing something. But just going out for a run. Yeah, just a bit like, it's just a bit, especially when the weather's, someone's turned the hairdryer on outside, not like I need it, but someone's turned the hairdryer on, it's so windy out there, nah. there's not a chance I'm going out there running in this. We, oh. I live near the near the coast as well, and yeah, I can, can only imagine what that would be like. Um, <laughs> th- th- there is, a, there is a, a question I have around sort of your your st- your themes that you talk about like the comedy sketches and stuff so we had um imogen on a, a reference her earlier and again she does um the miming acting and she's an, an actress and she she's getting into sort of that that's becoming her career um so she said she does the type of sketches that she does so she doesn't get typecast as the attractive blonde um like girl next door type or the school bully type because she's an attractive girl and she gets very much typecast is that something in your mind where you're like I'm going to do stuff that shows my personality versus the things where I would just be I don't know someone's partner or a love interest or again trying not to sound inappropriate you're an attractive girl like image is an attractive girl like in a in a way of is that something that you're consciously thinking when you do your types of content i think with comedy it's a little bit different like Mm -hmm. but then what i get cast as is different i'm a little bit of a weird one i think people don't really quite know what to do with me at the moment because i've got this comedy platform and then Mm Like, for example, I've just been in a World War II film that's out in January playing a French sniper. Or I was Marion in a mid Whoa, that's cool. It is really cool, but, like, totally different. So yeah, yeah. Um, my comedy, I just love it. It just makes me happy. And I love mm-hmm. observational comedy. I love looking at humans and going, okay. And then just Are you a put- people watcher? I am, yeah. Without even yeah. realising, though. Like, I can watch somebody and then mimic them very quickly. Um, I don't know what that is. I don't know. It's not really a skill, but um, <laughs> bit weird. I, it's a bit weird. Um, but and then I'll put it into fit like a, a sketch. Um, and a lot of people are like, "Oh my god, yeah, yeah." Like I think people, some people think I like I must be exactly what I put online, but a lot of it it's not. I've just watched. Um, but in terms of typecasting, 
it's a bit I don't know I think I don't want to be pigeonholed that's for sure but yeah I don't seem to be I think because the industry it sounds like um Imogen had a similar sort of experience it's based on headshots how you look how you present yourself your showreels this that and the other mm. a lot of people are, like are surprised when I say I do comedy and I don't mm. know why that is. I think they expect all comedian, female comedians, to behave and act a certain way. I, I don't, or look a certain way, or be. A, and, and I just, when I first started out, um, I used to get typecast in acting a lot because uh, I've got brunette hair and whatever. So it was like, oh, prostitute number two. That's what that was. That was me. Is that um, a thing? Oh yeah, I was. I feel, always, like, I feel like I've missed that being a thing. By I was the way, I always like the prostitute or the hooker or the femme fatale because I'm brunette. But like, um, so yeah, you get typecast. But then when I started doing comedy, like, like I don't think I'm anything like at all. Like it, that that, that will. But like, it, people would be like, oh, you like, you've got to pick one. You can't be sexy and funny, or you can't have you. You can't wear makeup and be funny, or you can't like. And it's like. Yes, I can. <laughs> what what mm. constitutes funny? Like, absolutely. I can I can be a CEO of my underwear if I wanted to. Thank you very much. Like, I'll do what I want to do. And, like, that's not for you to say, you know. So I get what Imogen's saying. But equally, she's a talented girl, I'm sure. So, like, her talent will do the talking. And uh, especially when if she's got a good, good, like, agent and acting and stuff, like, if the audition comes in and she smashes it, brilliant like you know it doesn't matter what she's done on tiktok on thursday like yeah as long as you're not doing anything inappropriate i think it's just you're using a platform to do what you want to be able to do when i think that's really good so yeah i don't know i get what she means and i do worry sometimes but equally like I don't ever want that to limit you, but I think in the acting industry, that is always something that will happen anyway, whether you're on TikTok or not. So, um, yeah, yeah. But but I think what you have both done really well is shown that you're more than. So Jack has just commented saying that with Sophie, yes, you notice her appearance first, but actually she's really funny, intelligent, and it's absolutely right. I would never have watched your next video if you weren't funny. So you yeah. might have pe appeared on my timeline. And then I would never, if you weren't funny, I'm not going to waste my time watching something that isn't good or great content. And it's the same with, with Imogen or it's the same with anyone with talent. Don't like let your talent shine through, put the hard work in and let that be your thing more than whether you're really good looking like James, for example, who's the good looking one on the podcast. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, <laughs> I in the corner. yeah, he's, he's married to my sister, Sophie. So hands off. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's, it's one of those. Um, but I think what we should talk about, you were, a, did you say a French sniper in a World War II film? <laughs> yeah. Um, now, yeah. Now, <laughs> now, I mean, that's, uh, for me, if I had to put you in any type of role, I don't think that would have been the top of the list <laughs> that I would have chose. So how did that come about? Um, so I, 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 I had played... I'd worked with the director before on a film called The Adventures of Maid Marian, where I played Maid Marian. Um, and that was all balls and arrows and shooting and fight scenes. And, so and that cool. was really, really fun. Um, and I'd, I'd worked with the director before, Bill. He's fantastic. And, um, yeah, and, and it came about um, from from that. And, again, it's just you go in, and if you can do the part, you can do the part, or, or you can't. And you're either going to fit it or, or you're not, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, and then I, I got Annette and... Um, 
Yeah, it was it was really good fun. It's out in February on like Amazon and stuff. It was a really cool indie film, like Amazon and stuff. Just yeah, so, so it was a really, it was it was it was it was a really cool indie film and like it was really fun and the people there were some of the best and had the, the nicest time. So I feel really lucky. I, I just love doing stuff like that. Like you could throw me in the mud. Like I'm just as long if I'm on set, I'm I'm so happy. Like I, I love it. I love being on set or on stage and mm-hmm. just creating with really lovely people around me. Like I, I just I feel so lucky when I get the opportunity to do that. So yeah. And were you French? Did you have to speak French in the film or just a French accent? No, I had a, I have a French accent, but um I went in with my French accent actually. Funny story at first, and we shot the first scene, and the director came and he was like. I'm not sure if that's working. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, it's very French. Um, and I was like, well, I had a French friend that I consulted with. So I was like, no, the accents are like, it, it, it's, it's, it's accurate. Like, um, so I was like, so we softened it and then it was like, okay, no, that's better. So it's a very, it's a soft French accent. And then I did have to speak French in it. Um, which I, I think like, I've seen the film. I think I get away with it. It's fine. Um, we had somebody on set that was speaking French because she was saying it all right and everything. But there was one bit where I had to shout something when these horses had been let out of this barn and it was through gunfire. And I can't remember what it was. It was like a really big, long French thing. And I remember doing it on set and I was just like, this sounds like a, a gobbledygook. Like, because I was trying to do it like, I was like, ah, 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 like at the time. And um, I wouldn't watch the I'm film. I'm not French, like, but that doesn't sound French. That wasn't really. French. I can't remember the line. And I don't want to try and do it now to like mess it up. But when we watched the film, it didn't make it in. I was like, oh, thank God. I was like, it was awful. Um, or every now and then, um, I would go really northern. Like, um, so, like, we had to be careful of that. But, yeah, so I spoke a little bit of French in it and then a very soft French accent because, um, yeah, after the first scene, we were like, yeah, no, maybe we should just soften it so it's like, just so it doesn't sound like... It doesn't sound northern English. It sounds well, even that. No, it, it was. It sounded. Re- it was just very French. Too and, French. Uh, too French, almost. Yeah, and it was like almost like going maybe a little bit Monty Python. They were like worrying it about. So I was like, if you do it softer, you're 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 like you're safe. So yeah, soft French accent in it, and um, a little bit of French. Yeah, but the really bad bit of French that I did was I was shouting through gunfire. That didn't make it in. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I, hope, I hope they. I hope now the director hears this at some point and releases a director's cut with the, <laughs> oh, yeah. the outtakes. The he, outtakes pretty told, he pretty much told me at the time. He was like, "I don't know if that's going to be in there." I was like, "No." Yeah. Yeah, no. pretty much said it. I, I summoned along those lines. I, and you, oh, and you went, take two? And he was like, no. Yeah, or it might have been <laughs> Philip who was doing the the French, was like, no. Like, no. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, so what part of England are you from? Because I've tried to, to get your accent throughout this. You are Northern, I can hear it. But where are you actually from? Are you, if we had to guess, we're, we're all going to guess. Oh, right, God. I think you could be from. Oh, useless for accents, me though. Ah. Are you from like Nottingham? No. No, no. Oh, that was no. It's, it's, not, it's, not, no. it's either like Yorkshire. I'm feeling. It could be, it could be York. No. no Manchester. I'm not. I'm not. No. Um, so you say Bolton here. From Barrow in Furness, which is in Cumbria. Barrow in Furness. What's that from? Barrow in furnace, I guess. Michael McIntyre sketch. Is it? Oh, yeah, is it? Yeah. 
It goes, sounds like it's somewhere you get sent to something. I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, bless it. I love Barrow, but yeah. It um, So it's like right on the edge. So you know where the Isle of Man is? Mm-hmm. Like if you literally go across, we're like there. Like that's kind of Barrow. And like it's towards sort of like Carlisle way. Like, All right. So you are actually quite northern. Ve- like very northern. Yeah. yeah. Very northern. Yeah. I say that. I, I say that. Someone from Newcastle, and I go, Oh, so you actually are quite northern then. You are quite northern then. Yeah. Yes, oh, I am. Yes, you so are, are you. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, the other exactly. side. <laughs> yeah, just the other side. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so northwest. Northwest. Okay. All right. That makes sense. That <laughs> we, we, were, we were re- really bad at deciphering accents then. So we, we've came back. Yeah. No, yeah, my accent's changed. I've lived in London for like the last. A long time, so yeah, my accent. Yeah, I'll put I'll put it down to that. Yeah, I would have got it otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you would. You would. You're doing like Barrow, of course. (laughs) 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 I got. We 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 started guessing, and she just went. You're never fucking getting this. <laughs> Literally, no one has ever but guessed. Barrow, Barrow was my next guess, though. Barrow I know, was. Well, next. there you go. Of course it was. Of course it was. What is is Barrow famous for? Anything um, other than Sophie Craig? <laughs> um, uh, it's the shipyard. There's a shipyard there. Oh, you're not really selling it. Um, is it a good night out? No. No. <laughs> I just googled bar- Barrow and Furnace, and the first thing that comes up is Barrow and Furnace inbreeding. Yeah. Oh. Look, listen, it's where I grew up. I love it. Do what you will. Google what you want. Do what you want. But I, I love it. I won't have a bad word said to my face. <laughs> yeah. But it's, um, yeah, it's home. It's where I'm from. It's where I grew up. And it's um, one road in, one road out. That's Barrow. Is it the kind of place where everyone knows everyone? Yeah, yeah. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah. So you like the local celebrity then? (laughs) It's very industrial. Are you walking down down the street and everyone's like, (laughs) Sophie? Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes, it is. You got the the pops in your face. No, it's Pete from next door. Stop the it. local herald. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, honestly, I love it. It's such a beautiful, beautiful. Do you know what? Like it is. It's like you can have a Google of Barrow, and it'll tell you. Like it's not. It's a very poor area. You know, it's very yeah. deprived, and but it has some of the most incredible people there. Incredible souls. My mum still lives there, um, with my sister and my grandma, and and and, and um. My best friends are there. Like I, I do. I love. I do love. I love going home. And do you know what? Like the little Barrow is a little industrial town. Like, but it's a peninsula, so three sides of the sea, and the other side's mm. the Lake District. So it's a really that lovely sounds place. cool. Yeah. You so sold me on Barrow there. Like, I was always, at, at the you know, start, you're, always, like... you're always by the sea, um, and yeah, you need the lakes as well. Like I, I, I do. I love. It's home, isn't it? You know, it is what it is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk it up to be like you know it's not it's not the Ritz but it's it's home I love yeah. it and I'm proud no, of it and I'm proud to be I from love, so yeah I love that um if you were to do or if you were to land any role previous it's a film that's already happened been filmed what would you have liked to have done hmm. oh Hunger Games Oh, yeah, I love Hunger Games. Oh, yeah, what, have you seen um, the new one yet? Have you yeah. seen it? 
the new yes. one's so really good. good. Loved no it. Spoilers. So good. No spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. It's good. Oh, oh, it's really good. Really good. Really but, but they all die. Yeah, they all die in the end. No, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was that good that I came back and then rewatched all the Hunger Games again. Like, yeah, yeah. I did as well. Yeah, yeah. I did so the exact good. same thing. Oh, good. So yeah, that that like that would be it at the moment. I loved all the music and actually like all the singing and stuff was really good, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, she was brilliant. Like, yeah. she, obviously, she's really beautiful, but she w- could actually sing and act. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that was her. She's singing. Snow White. Yeah, that was her singing on set as well. Wow, a musical like very. No, no, but there's loads no. of singing in it. it it's really it. good because it links back to like why everything's the way it is. But yeah, really, really good. It's worth a prequel, seeing. isn't it? So yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. It's good. Be, be Dean, a, being an were... actress, then Sophie, um, do you make like, the, the biggest effort to go to the cinema to watch all all the new movies that are coming out? Um, I try my best. Like some sometimes, like. Like there's a really nice cinema around the corner from me, and it's got the big chairs, and it was like a, and you know where you can like recline, and, you, and it's like lovely. a proper experience. Like it's lovely yeah. that. Isn't it? So like, yeah, I'll try my best to like if there's a big film out, go and see it. Um, what's your What's your cinema food order? That's the most important thing. Popcorn. Are you, are you, are you a buy sweets before take them in, or you <laughs> <laughs> take the bag? Yeah, you just yes. nip to Tesco before, pop them in, and then you yeah. get your, and then you go and get your, you get your popcorn from there as well. Yeah, it's extortion. Obviously. You're like, oh, every time, God, it's an absolute fortune. But what they don't know is you've got three bags of Haribo in your bag. So, <laughs> yeah. No, you're like, you're all right. It feels like so, such yeah. a crime, doesn't it? Walking Haribo through. Yeah, you're always like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I yeah, remember. There was, there was one time in Australia and um, next door, they sold like burritos. So I went to like take a burrito into the cinema for, oh, I'll have this. That's so I was so walking, weird. I put I put it in like my back pocket and I was walking up the stairs and I got up. But people do it regularly and there's like a big sign says no burritos, right? <laughs> and then like, so I, I got through and as I got through, I heard, that man's got a burrito. And then the guy... <laughs> Two security guards both come like prop, like bouncers, like as you can imagine in a film, like you know, like the the mob bosses in the casino, and they come both put hand on each shoulder. You're gonna have to come with me. And they took us downstairs. They're like, you'll have to eat this burrito outside. <laughs> so I had to like sit, like I was like a professional foodie, I, like munching this burrito, trying to get rid of it because the film was started. Oh, Dean's so just funny. at the back, like whacking out a sort of like a full Sunday dinner, like <laughs> yeah, no gravy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the, the sign says no burritos. It doesn't say anything about a Sunday dinner. <laughs> exactly. Go and get a Toby Carvery. Oh. Um, yeah, no, so I like going to the cinema. Um, I, yeah, I, I try my best, definitely. Like, but the seats have to be dead comfy. Or, like, I went to see Oppenheimer there at the cinema. Oh. And it, it was just a bit, like, a great film. Great film beautiful film but it was just too long i love mm. christopher Nolan, but uh, uh, like the, his films like they're, they're long right yeah yeah um and that was the one time where about the, the last hour of the film i was just getting a bit fidgety and i was like oh i wish i could be like at home where i could just pause it and go and make myself a brew and whatever but yeah, no, I yeah. Do try and get to did you now. did you watch the new um leonardo dicaprio one the... You have not seen it yet, but that's really long, isn't it? Don't say it. Don't. Well, don't say it. It was horrendous. Her... People left, got up and left, and we were like, "Shall we leave?" And we're like, "Oh, but there's nothing else to do." Like it's Saturday it night, we weren't drinking, left. so we're like, "Oh, we'll just stay." And then we got the end. We're like, 
What is it? <laughs> what but you know, like sometimes though, you know, like you know, some of the films that win Oscars, for example, like the normal film person goes, "How does this win an, win an Oscar?" It's the kind of film that probably would have win an Oscar, well, but like definitely. for the normal person who goes to the cinema, we were like. They, yeah. Like nothing happened in the whole film. It's like three and a half hours long. Like nothing happens. Like, it's literally three and a half hours. <laughs> so okay, maybe like, you want to yeah. watch it at home then. <laughs> yeah. I'll never ever not. ever watch that again. Like you know, like no, even if it's on telly and you're like flicking, you go, oh, I remember watching this years ago. Like nah. Strong oh. words. Strong words. Yeah. And, and uh, me and Dean are big cinema buffs as well. Okay, fine. For the nachos mainly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. For the nachos. Um, I said. <laughs> So we're getting to sort of the end of the, the podcast here, and there is a few quick fire questions. Um, no so they're, they're, they're nothing bad. So don't, don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure you would have asked us way worse questions than we would ask you. So that's absolutely fine. Um, so you do have a partner, but dream first date. So we have lots of men listening, always wanting date. We've just had a dating episode last week, and we've had lots of questions this week around like, where's a great place to or what's a great first date? So we thought we would ask you that question as well. Also, dream partner as in like... No, not dream partner, just like the dream date that you would have. Yeah, date. yeah, that, that's a little your bit partner. bad because you say my partner, yeah. You're obviously, you already <laughs> with, with your dream she, partner, she surely, surely. Yeah, yeah. Dream, yeah, oh, that's, yeah, no, right. Dream date. Uh... First date. Dream first, first date. date. Yeah. Doesn't it have to be dream? Because dream makes you feel like it has to be like a holiday, which is just not a first date, right? No, like, yeah. What's a, what's a good first ideal, date? ideal first date? Yeah. Like a hot air balloon caveat. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> for me, it'd be summer like physical, like rock climbing or like a climbing wall or something like that, um, and That's then cool. like a nice coffee and a walk, and then. Yeah, just something something like that. Just something really physical, out of the house, like no pressure. You can get to have fun, fall on your ass a bit and like see if they can have a laugh or not. And yeah, then, yeah. Uh, yeah that, that also that... made me think of gladiators. As soon as you said that, I thought like, I stood <laughs> like at the a... top and just... <laughs> so yeah, an activity, I think, for me, definitely. Uh, okay. Um, do you... So I have other questions, but we'll do the three that from last week that followed on. Do you have to have similar interests with a partner for it to work? I think you have to have things in common. Like, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, I think, yeah, you have to be like, for example, say one's like an absolute gym buff and the other one absolutely like couldn't think of anything worse and won't even like, doesn't like a walk. I think that you'd, you'd probably like, you're chalk and cheese there, aren't you? But I think it's good to have, separate lives and separate interests that you can share with one another and like maybe like as long as you're the ones open to like maybe going and joining in with that interest of the other person and vice versa like maybe one likes boxing and one likes salsa I think if you can like <laughs> both be able to like you know try each other's and and that I think that's really important yeah I think that's a good one um texting or talking would you rather text someone or talk on the phone I'm a voice noter, you know. Oh, so no. <laughs> You're like the worst kind of person ever. That is the worst, honestly. If someone ever sends me a voice note, I don't think I've ever listened to one. Uh, oh. Not all the way through. I press play and I'm like, just throw my phone away and just reply going, can you just I used reply to be, now, please? I used to be like that, but now I quite like it. It's like having a phone conversation, but without... Because I 
find phone calls. Like when somebody rings me, I'm like, oh, you didn't tell me you were going to ring me. So it's like, you know, so in that instance, I guess texting. Um, <laughs> I guess Jack texting. Jack has absolutely killed you there. <laughs> but then whereas like a, a, whereas like a voice note, it isn't an intrusion of like, you have to answer the phone now, but I can listen to it and feel like I'm having a chat with them. But it's more like a little podcast. So... I appreciate a voice note if someone sends me one. Do you send like the 10 voice notes like where like you're just doing one sentence and then next sentence, 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 or like a big one? No, I'll, I can send a big one. Um, Me and my best friend send voice notes all the time. Sometimes hers are like 15 minutes long. And do you know what? I love it because it feels like I'm having a chat with her. And I'm having a little <laughs> You forget cry. about what you're talking about though. Yeah, I know sometimes you have to make little notes yeah. about what you're chatting about <laughs> so I can reply. But I'll have a little drive and it's like my time to like sit and listen to her. And I love it. I love it. Yeah. I don't know what that makes me. I guess a texter. But a both. So yeah, it's like a middle of. I was going to say a weirdo. Weirdo. It doesn't make me. It does. Yeah, I don't like phone calls unannounced. <laughs> Texting gets boring. Yeah. Well, I prefer a text over a call. So yeah, text. Okay. Uh, what was your first job? I worked. Oh, her. I had two. At the mm-hmm. same. T- oh, paper round. Does that count? No. Probably. Nah, I used to put the advertiser in the bushes because I was too busy. So <laughs> I used to, so I had a paper round and then I went to McDonald's. And how was working at McDonald's? That's I it. loved it. Because James did as well. I loved it. I, went, I, I loved worked it. in KFC. That was my first job. And then my second job was Mackey's. But yeah, I loved it too. I loved it. And I got all my stars. Um, yeah, how same. many stars can you get? Like, is it three stars? Oh, I think. Yeah, oh, so yeah. I went to McDonald's and at a corner shop at the same time. So, yeah, loved it. Yeah, love that. Um, <laughs> what's your favourite word? Oh, I can't say it on here. You can, and it begins with a C. It's probably. a C bomb. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's a cunt is my favourite word too. Oh, I good. will say it for you. But do you know for do you know for why? So it was, it's the oldest word in the English language, right? One is of the oldest. One of the oldest words in the English language. It was never originally used as a profanity. And mm-hmm. it is the only word, mm-hmm. really, in the, that encompasses the entirety of a woman's anatomy. Because vagina isn't the whole thing. It's just the the tube, right? And a Obviously, vagina, we know this. Listen, and, and a vagina, it, you trace that the origin of the word back. It's where they used to store a man's sheath or a scabbard. So that's where that term comes I, from. I've missed something there. I've missed something yeah. there. So, I was following till. So, so that's what the, the, the word vagina was like. The, it, that's where you stored a sheath or a scabbard, so a man's sword or a scabbard. So that's where it's come from. So therefore, I'm like, well, let's claim back mm. that word and make it what it's like. It is what it is. It's not profanity. It's like the only word that encompasses it all because a vagina is all about a storing a sword. So yeah, my wife's going to be so impressed with my knowledge later. I know. I can. You can. I mean, don't quote me on it, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's word for word. word. And, uh, yeah, because yeah, it was no. never originally profanity, and yeah. But do you not feel like it's just such a powerful word? Like it is the most. You can say, "Ah, oh, you're stupid." It's I very. I feel forced. bad saying it now. Yeah, feel, it's very bad forced, saying it now. Isn't yeah. it? It's very, but, like, like, oh, it's like, ooh, ooh, it's like a powerful. I, I've said today. Yeah, it is powerful. Like. Like in yeah. Australia, it's an in term of endearment. So yeah, yeah. That's where I got it from when I was in a room of. If you're in a crowded room as well, I think I think it's class because it separates the sound people. 
If, if you yeah. say cunt pretty loud and no one, like, and you got, like, you got the people who don't batter an eyelid, you're like, yeah, that's sound. But the people who are like, you're like, right, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to avoid you all night now. <laughs> so it is, it is like, do you know what? Like, there's a, if you like, you either, you either like it or you don't like it. It's that you, you're into two categories. There's nobody that's indifferent to it. It's, it's you like or you don't like, but. I'm I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind it, and I like it for I, I like it for the English, like the history of the word, as opposed to calling people it. Like I think, yeah, would never. I love I love it also for your made up history of the word. Like yeah. that is now added to my reasoning for loving it too. Um, <laughs> if you had to eat the same food for a year, and we're talking breakfast, dinner, tea, what is it? Sunday dinner. So you'd have a Sunday dinner for breakfast. Yeah. Because you can have a Yorkshire pudding for breakfast. That's not yeah. weird, right? And That's then, not that weird. No. And then, you can have, and then you can, like, separate it up a little bit. Like, oh, fancy a bit of a salad for lunch. So you could have a bit of edge. And then you've got your roast potatoes and your, like, whatever in the evening. Like, sound. Yeah. Mix what it would up. Yours, what would yours two be, Dean James? Pizza, uh, I think. Like, yeah, mine would have to be pizza, I think. Again, you can have like loads of different types, can't you? Like, you can have a breakfast pizza. Does it have no, to be one specific type of pizza? One specific pizza. So you have to oh, go meat feast or something, don't you? I like go meat feast that has everything on, and then I'll just take bits off. Yeah. Just like the yeah. Sunday dinner one. Because are you saying that she has to eat? No, she just has to eat all because you can leave. If you yeah. only want the the Yorkshire pudding for breakfast and you want to leave the gravy and the stuffing and the turkey. Do the we turkey. also have to make it though? Because then like you'd have to make a oh. Sunday dinner three times a day for like a year. Like, Yeah, once a week's enough, isn't it? Oh. So you don't have to make it. We'll, we'll give it that someone make... We'll give it that <laughs> Dean who did his first Christmas dinner this year. Dean will make you your Sunday dinner three times a day for a year. <laughs> All right, I'll make you a pizza then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yours is a microwave one, Dean. <laughs> I love microwave pizzas, me. James, have you had a thought or think? Fajitas? Yeah, mine be fajitas, yeah. Yeah, I love fajitas. I love Mexican food in general, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's, that, that is very true. You have become obsessed with hot food. So I understand that. Yeah. And, and last one, Sophie, what is your favourite animal and why? Oh, God. This always pulls up people's heartstrings here. I am Everyone like... will judge you. I love animals. There's only one answer, though. I know. Yeah. I've got two. Dog, I guess. Yeah, it's got to be, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I've got two, but genuinely, animals over people any day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm the kind of person where, like, if I see an animal, if I could choose between an animal dying or a person, it's really bad. I would choose the animal living. Um, yeah, it's beyond. bad. But it's, like, it's the same when you watch a film with dogs in. Like, yeah. I can't watch Marley and Me. Yeah. I, no, I watched it once but, and I will never go back what, to that. Yeah, you watch these films and like, there's lots of characters dying and then you watch a film and the dog is, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, how many people have we seen die in films exactly, but we all remember that Labrador? Yeah. Or is yeah. it a golden retriever or a Labrador? Dean will probably tell me, but it's golden one of them. Well, it's a, like a golden lab, isn't it? I feel it's like I got away with that one. Yeah, I got away with that one. Um, well, Sophie, that wraps it up. So... Honestly, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us and sharing a bit about your story. And yeah, you've been an incredible guest. Oh, honestly, thanks so much for having me. Sorry if I've talked your ear off, but thanks so much for having me. (laughs) That's kind of part of it. (laughs) (laughs) Could just come on silence for like an hour and a half, like... (laughs) 
<laughs> like that's what I normally do to be fair, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so nice to meet that's you all so... though. And you're yeah, doing so yeah, important. and you. Such an important. It's really good thing. to get all the interaction from from your your fans as well. As I said earlier, I don't and... think we've had that much interaction in in, in an episode. Or definitely not one that I've been not on nice. anyway. And someone like who was from Sweden, so we're going global, oh. guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, everybody. If you're asking for it, and shout out to B. Yeah, um, B. <laughs> <laughs> be talking. nice, B. Be, be nice. nice B. Isn't there a what word B for B? This, we were just talking about it. it begins a with a C. Ago. Yeah. No. That's the one. <laughs> no. Ooh, we can't say that. Oh, we're going to get God, cancelled. Yeah, I hope so. Get my Monday nights back. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No, honestly, Sophie, thank you very much, and thank you to everyone who listened. Um, we will catch you next week where we have. Um, another incredible guest on which we will announce later on in the week so thank you very much and i hope you all have a lovely rest of your evening thank you so much for having me yes thank you <laughs>